guys this is that's a rap podcast uh if you don't know already this is jay jaylung20 on twitter the guys have actually let me do the intro i'm really bad at intros i'm just letting you guys know so i'm, I'm really nervous but i wanted to take this moment just just a second i just wanted to say prayers goes out to jesse smollett uh, i know we're here to talk about raptors and basketball but some issues are just not meant to be silent so I'm, I know you guys, um, you guys have been friends of mine for a while, and you guys can speak about this issue too, but we're not here for any racism, sexism, homophobia, anything to do with hate. The only way to fix a hate is through love. So I don't want to go too far into this, but, you know, just prayers up. Uh, get well soon, Jesse. So, again, this is That's a Rap. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you can find us at That's a Rap Pod on Twitter, and you can find Raptors HQ. That's, where, uh, that's our new headquarters. And who else would I got on this podcast? Uh, Jay Rosales here, aka Rosalosaurus on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I echo your sentiments, Jay. Great intro, by the way. And uh, yeah, Thanks. prayers go out. Um, we've we have this like little slogan for this pod. Like this is a, a podcast that's by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. But at the end of the day, I mean, it, it's all just about love. Yeah, who else? Who else we got on the pod here? Yeah, you also have uh, Andreas Babiolakis, Andreas Babs on Twitter, and of course, I agree with the above sentiments. And there's too much hate in the world. And you see it within all walks of life and industries. My prayers and thoughts go out to um, to his family and to those that are close with him. Uh, it's disgusting. And you know, if you really do want to make America great again uh, out of it, because you're going in the opposite direction. <laughs> Having said that, though, we have a lot to talk about today. Yes, and there's a lot to talk about with the general NBA, some news, some tea spillage, uh, the all-stars, um, lots to talk about. Let's get a rundown. What oh are we going to do? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, anyways, thank you so much for letting me do that intro. It was a little tough. I was kind of scared, but thanks. I got that off my back. Maybe I can do some more, maybe. But on a much, much brighter news, all right? It just dropped. I don't want to date this podcast, but we are recording a little bit earlier in the week. We're recording on a... Uh, it is when Thursday, Tuesday. Today's a Tuesday. Okay. Dear Lord. Today's Tuesday. Yeah. Today's yeah. <laughs> Tuesday. It's not even hump day yet. Dear God. The <laughs> the Rising Star uh, Friday night game, World versus the USA. The lineup has just been announced, and OG O Good One Ananobi is going to be uh, representing his country in Team World. So congratulations, OG. Great Britain. Yeah. There you go. One year, it's one year late. He was absolutely snubbed last year. I was bitter about that. Oh, but yeah. yeah, better late than never. I'm glad he's part of it. Absolutely. He. I think the whole bench was snubbed, right? Like Siakam should have been there. Fred Van Vliet should have been there. Porto should have been there. Sure. Absolutely. And speaking better late than never, uh, you have Ben Simmons there, who obviously uh, running the show over for the world side of things. But you also have Luka Doncic, who, yeah, nobody clearly forgot about, which is great stuff. Yeah. And, and don't forget, good. we've got a, we've got our Canadian boy up there, uh, Shea Gilgis-Anderson, up mm-hmm. there for, for the Clippers. Yes, we do. Who are the rest of the lineup, actually, if you have it up? We've got uh, DeAndre Ayton, which is a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is Bogdan Bogdanovich. Oh, no, wait. DeAndre Ayton, where is he from? He's from, uh, I believe it's, oh, man, I want to say Namibia. I'm not uh, sure. Bahamas. Oh, I didn't know I got, that. I'm trying to get my flags right. Damn what? it. <laughs> those, are tr- those are tricky. Those there are, are some tricky. really hard, hard ones. So. At uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich from the there Kings. Also, oh, we got Rodion's uh, Kurix of the Brooklyn Nets, who's been a little bit of a spark plug to the Nets. He's uh, He was inserted into the starting lineup after they lost Alan Crabb and RHJ for some time. And now look at the Nets. They're sixth in the playoff spot. So, um, 
Uh, Laurie Markinen out of the Bulls. Uh, Josh Okoji. Okogi? Okoji? Oh, man, I always butcher these names. Out of the Wolves. And, of course, Ben Simmons. That's just Team World. Nice. Uh, we got uh, Jared Allen. Much deserved. Uh, Marvin Bagley. Londo Ball, who I'm sure we'll be talking about more later. Uh, De'Aaron Fox. Jaron Jackson. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, who will be defending his uh, dunk competition uh, title. Mm-hmm. Tatum. And finally, Trey Young. So not bad, guys. Not bad. Not bad. I actually, I don't honestly don't really think I've ever watched the entire game of the Friday Night Rising Stars, but you know what? I might go watch OG. I was actually trying to do a little bit of research before this pod. Has anyone else? I think I know that Chris Bosh was in a Rising Star uh, game once. This was there any other Raptor that was on uh, off the top of your head, guys? Listen, friendly. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna answer the question. I'm gonna see if what Dre knows. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think you know the answer to that. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Has <laughs> well, it's funny. It's funny you say Chris Bosh though. Chris Bosh is the only uh, Raptor who's been part of the Rising Stars Challenge twice. Like really? he was in as a rookie oh, like and he was in as a, as a sophomore, right? Wait, okay. no, it wasn't Andrea Bargnani and uh, Jorge Garbajosa one year that they were on the Rising Stars? And it was funny because Jorge was like 30 years old when he when he was there. I don't I don't remember. But I just well, he's remember still that rising. Come on. Yeah, I know, because he made it to the <laughs> league when he was really star. late. Yeah, for sure. But it was just funny. Well, because... I think that explained, that explained everything about his career, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. But am, am I right, Jay, though? Barbosa was, uh, was part of it at the age of 29. Wow. <laughs> Wait, so you're not even kidding. He was actually Yeah, like he was 30. in it. I totally remember that. It was just a funny picture with Andrea Bargnani and Hori Gorbajosa going to the Rising Stars <laughs> with all these like 18-year-old kids. It was it was hilarious. Well, I mean, that's good news for me. Maybe I could join the NBA. <laughs> I try my best. Right. Exactly. <laughs> all right, let's not let's not age ourselves here. <laughs> uh like uh like Jay was saying, um you also got Luka Doncic in there. So real quick, Raptors played Dallas on, when was it, like Sunday? Or was it Saturday? Saturday? Yeah. yeah, something like that. And so that was the last game. They don't get the, Raptors don't play until Thursday night versus Milwaukee. Nice break. Yeah, uh, yeah nice break. So they're on, hopefully they're napping right now. But what did you guys think of Luka? I mean, rookie of the year, no doubt about it, right? I, I like knock on wood, um, you know, bearing any injury. But I don't think there's anyone else that can take that belt. Like, I don't think... Aiton can take it. I don't think Young can take it. I mean, Young is the oh, one who's no. poised and confident saying that he will be better than Luca. But I mean, I don't I don't see anyone taking the rookie of the year from Doncic. So like okay, as a Mavericks fan, like this is even a bias. The guy has secured two doubles before reaching the age of 20. He's clearly leading the team which has some, you know, pretty decent names on it right now. Luka Doncic is playing with confidence and his teammates have confidence in him at that age and he secured a second triple-double. Some players have two within their whole careers. Whether they shape around him and they do it properly, no disrespect to another team I like, Carl Anthony Towns and the Timberwolves, this could have happened, but it keeps not happening. There's so much promise here that they could go playoff bound many years in a row. I see a renaissance here. I don't know about you guys. Jay, do you think uh, Doncic should be an Arsenal reserve? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, uh, off the top of my head, I'll, I'm probably going to have to say no on this. Mm. If we remember, and I'm not saying he's the same, 
But if you remember LeBron's year, I believe LeBron also just missed out on the All Star his first his rookie year. Yeah, it was either him or I, I love one of or possibly both. But yeah, they just missed out. Mm-hmm. I think Luca is the same, right? Like Luca is, you know, he's playing out of his mind, and again, only nineteen. You know, the the questions about his whether or not he was, you know, going to be ready for the NBA was was really the only concern. But but I have no idea why he fell to fifth. I know that he there was a trade with Atlanta, and you know, he technically could have been picked third, but. Uh, he was right there for the Kings to take him at four and, and Bagley was taken instead. So I don't know. I don't know. People yeah. are not seeing here. You know, if he's not an all-star this year, he definitely will be next year and the year after that and the year after that. So um, it's exciting his future. Um, and, and I, and I can't bring it up that one play he had uh, near the end of the fourth quarter where finally Kawhi was guarding him. Mm-hmm. And he all saw that he, he, he did his amazing, you know, defense, big hands in his face. Luca did this ridiculous double clutch. I don't know if you guys remember that. Oh my god! And yeah. he like drained a three, and, and we all know how big Kawhi's hands are. Like, how do you even get a shot over just his index finger? Like, it's it's ridiculous. But yeah, Doncic is is something else clearly, and I don't think you even notice. Um, I, I, I again, I don't watch Dallas games enough, but I mean, Doncic is pretty big for for a nineteen year old. Like. You can see that he's have had some battles with grown ass men in the Euro League. Like he's an MVP since what? When last year when he was eighteen mm-hmm. in in the professional league. So I don't, I don't know what Orlando was thinking. I don't know what Sacramento. Well, then again, I don't really know what Sacramento's thinking half the time. But I definitely think that in a few years you're gonna see if Doncic just continues to grow uh, as we have already seen him grow in the last you know half the season. Um, it's gonna be quite a quite an upset of a draft for sure I, I and i think that that it's good that we're we're talking about about luca now because as we shift our focus to the other news that's coming around the league we're, we're really quickly going to forget about luca uh i believe jay i believe it's time to spill some tea let's spill some tea boys Alright, so let's talk about AD, okay? First off, unless you've been living under a rock, you might have noticed that AD, according to his agent Rich Paw, who not only lives up to his name, but is also LBJ's agent, uh, publicly stated that AD will not resign with New Orleans. Uh, AD was then fined 50k for, for his agent's remarks according to the CBA rules that it is tampering with his contract, which is funny. I don't know if you guys remember, but like, why hasn't someone like Jimmy Butler or even when Kawhi was on the Spurs saying that he doesn't want to play for them anymore how come that isn't tampering I don't know that maybe Jay you can tell me about that so and then secondly I want to I want to ask you guys why do you think Rich and AD agreed to go public with this news do you think it's trying to get the best deal possible for New Orleans or do you think that this is just a ploy so I don't know there's so many questions but maybe we can start with that one what do you guys think why do you think it was so early for them to tell everybody that you know AD is available what do you guys think well the earliness is to try and get something out of the deadline which is coming up and to make a big splash about it we're obviously seeing a league that is still reciprocating to the golden state warriors uh what that team uh, have done to shake up everything so obviously you're looking at teams that are looking to overthrow the the warriors for good especially now that 
they've won 10 in a row. DeMarcus Cousins is back. He just scored his first 20-point game. And now the fear is instilled again. Where was anybody's game before? This is going to be scary now. So obviously teams that aren't reciprocating as well, like the Lakers, are going to try and shake things up a bit. Or, you know, Boston as well, which is a good team, but they're not quite as good as we anticipated. So... Yeah, because like LA can give the, I think looking at the situation right now, I think LA can give the best package right now. Yep. But in the summer, it looks like, and everyone is the kind of the consensus, Boston can give the best package in the summer. But Jay, can you kind of give us the download? Why, like how many, first off, how many years does AD have under his contract? And can you explain why Boston can't offer New Orleans a trade before the deadline? He has um, uh, two years plus a player option left in his contract. So it's essentially the same thing that Kawhi had. But think about it in terms of like we would be uh, able to get Kawhi before last year's trade deadline. So while we, we're spending this entire year kind of worried on whether or not he'll resign or whatnot, uh, we kind of get a year head start on, on Davis. And we being any of the NBA teams really to acquire him before the trade deadline. Uh, your second question about uh, Kyrie. So he signed a rookie extension um, sometime before joining the Celts or even possibly during the Celts. I can't remember when. Uh, but that means he is a he is on a designated rookie extension. And by CBA, only one of those is allowed on a team at one time. Since his extension does not expire until June 30th or whatever, uh, that leaves Boston with three options. Number one, they have to trade Kyrie in order to allow for a trade to bring AD into Boston. Number two, uh, Kyrie ends this rookie extension now and signs a new contract extension after, like immediately. And that also removes the designated label from his uh, his tag until July 1st, which is, uh, you know, all signs are pointing to that. I mean, that's really the only logical thing to do for the Celtics. A, because... The whole reason Ainge wanted to create this uh, super team in Boston was to put someone like Kyrie and AD on the same team together. So there's no point in trading Kyrie. And secondly, if Kyrie were to sign a contract ex extension right now, he would be leaving tens of millions of dollars on the table. And that's not what he's going to do. So that is why Boston is not in the running in this trade. And that's why, going back to your very first question, uh -huh. Um, about the timing of this. That's why it came out on Monday morning, 10 days before the trade deadline. For one, uh, AD and his and Rich Paul and his team are giving the benefit of the doubt to the Pelicans saying, hey, listen, we're not going to sign the extension. So we're going to allow you a few more days and a lot more trade suitors to try to get a good deal for you, the franchise that I'm going to be leaving, that I have spent six to seven years of my career you know, helping out. So this is what I'm doing for you. Right. What I'd like for you to do for me, Anthony Davis, is, you know, get me out of here. Ideally, before the trade deadline, then, then I can have two playoff runs with my new team. Or at the very worst, um, you know, trade me um, after after the deadline in July, or whatever. But um, that's kind of what he's doing as, as kind of like a help to the team. He basically does want to help New Orleans because that's the place that he, he got drafted in. But we all saw last two years, that was when he finally made it to the playoffs. They went to the second round at least, but then also flamed out. So, yeah, I mean, AD is like a generational player. And according to like uh, all different sources, like on Twitter and Instagram, 
people like the Bucks and the Raptors uh, want to offer something to New Orleans for AD. Okay, so this is the big question, guys. Is it possible that the Raptors could acquire AD? And should we even give up? Because let's be real. The package would probably include like OG, Siakam, Van Vliet, basically our entire future. So if we had that possibility, uh, knowing that we can land someone like AD, should we go ahead with that? Should Masai pick up the phone and be like, yo, New Orleans, uh, we want AD knowing that he's a rental, but here's um, our future. Here's our draft pick. Uh, we want to go all in now. What do you guys think? I think we would have to be smart about it, but it's not the worst idea. I think it would be stupid to not at least attempt to get AD because I've gone on, on and on and on about Kawhi Leonard being one of the top five. And I would say Anthony Davis is in there as well. My top five would be Yanni, LeBron, Kawhi, Durant, Anthony Davis. I think those are the, the top five best all-round solid players in the NBA right now. And to have two of those on a team would be insane. However, as we've learned with a lot of our injuries, um, player rotation, lineup experimentation we need to have depth as well so if we're going to be trading three key players and that could be a siakam or an abaka or both a valanchunas an og we would have to be giving up a lot of key prospects to ideally have him with Kawhi and lowry or Kawhi and siakam or whoever we try to line him up with but we need some balance there uh, we would for sure have to get rid of a center because he he would take that role of like the big man the, the defensive brick wall that we have but we would need to keep in mind that this could be a situation where it's like the last year's okc or the actual pelicans that he had with rondo and boogie many superstars does not make a great team so it would it would definitely be something that we would have to figure out and be very wise with when it comes to which particular players we're getting rid of because as we already know we're a great team, but we need to work on the depth department. And this could actually stymie us if we don't do the right thing. Yeah. And I think it also, it, I don't know if it's possible for like a one-to-one deal with New Orleans. Yeah. I think it could be like a two, like a three-team deal, maybe even a four-team deal. Jay, I know that you've gone into the rabbit hole of the trade machines, man. So do you, do you have possibly a Raptors package that you want to give to New Orleans for AD? Or do you think that you have to add in a second team or a third I think there's a lot of permutations with this where it can just be a one-to-one. I haven't worked on many um, three or four team deals, but the basic gist of it between Raptors and Pelicans would be one of JV or Ibaka, uh, one of, if not both Siakam and OG, and one of a filler of some sort, whether it be Norm, uh, CJ Miles, or uh, Fred Van Vliet. Uh, obviously, DeLon Wright is always thrown out there because he's got a cheap contract, can be a serviceable point guard for many teams. So his name will definitely float around there. Um, and whether or not uh, you include a draft pick, which is obviously something that the Pelicans would want, it's just something that the Raptors cannot, I mean, they can offer it, but it's the value of it is not as good as those of you know the Celtics or the Lakers. Right. Because the Raptors, if you remember the DeMar DeRozan deal, gave up their 2019 pick to to the Spurs. And due to the uh, CBA rules, they cannot give two consecutive first rounders away via trade, meaning the 2020 pick is also off the table. That leaves the 2021 first round pick, which of value to the Pelicans, to any team really, because if you were to assume that Kawhi leaves Toronto and or AD leaves um, in the next year or two years, 
then that 2021 pick is actually quite valuable because then you're assuming that the Raptors are rebuilding and they're possibly tanking or not doing well. So, uh, or maybe not not purposely tanking, but they will be rebuilding and the 2021 pick has a lot more value there. Uh, the 2022 pick also has some value because that is um, what a lot of people are assuming as the year that the NBA will allow for high schoolers to be drafted again. Oh. So oh, that increases the value of the of everything from the 22 year on and forward. So the Raptors can't include a draft pick in this year's draft, which is fairly top loaded, but there is value in future draft picks uh, that we can offer. So, so there is some value there um, where I am hesitant to say that the Raptors are a front runner is a, because the Knicks actually have a much more um, package centered around Porzingis and a draft pick from this year. And if you know how poorly the Knicks are doing, that could be like number one. That could be like Zion Williamson yeah. and Porzingis essentially going to the Pelicans. So that is reason number one why if I'm the Pelicans, I'm waiting. Uh, and number two, of course, we, we've already touched upon it, and it's the Celtics. Um, they they can put together a package of like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and a draft pick. So like there's there's a lot that the Celtics can offer. Um, and, and, you know, it's in the Pelicans' best interest to wait. There are just some risks attached to that. Like, you don't know where that draft pick will actually end up. You don't know if, you know, Tatum, who's been going through some sophomore struggles, if that's actually for real. Like, what if he's actually, what if that rookie season was just kind of a fluke and he's not actually as good as, you know, he's made out to be? Like, his value has actually gone down this year. And the one thing working in Toronto's favor is right now, I think Jay touched upon it earlier saying that, you know, the Lakers probably have the best package right now. I would disagree. I would say that Siakam is the best player that the Pelicans can probably get right now. If you compare all of the moving parts and possible trade partners, Siakam is probably the best player. And that's the advantage that the Raptors have uh, if they were to pull off a deal. Okay, let's hypothetically speaking, I'm going to give New Orleans JV Siakam OG and our and our first round pick. Do you think that's better than either two or three of Kuzma Ball and Ingram? Like you really think that Siakam is more, I guess, of a piece to add than any of those key young core pieces from LA? Say yes, mm-hmm. mainly because if we're talking about potential with Siakam, we're already there. Like he's already a level above where like it, with with Ball and with Kuzma with Ingram, it's all about potential right we're seeing bits of it here and there they're not really blowing anyone away they're like they're not they're nowhere near obviously the all-star conversation right their production while it has been okay is also lifted by the fact that they're playing with the best player in the planet i lean very heavily on siakam's um growth i mean we've we've gushed over him all season long and how he's grown so well and he's only been playing basketball for about seven years or something like that so where he's at right now adds value. So, But this leads to my next point, which is while AD wants to go to a contender or he wants to go to Lakers, whatever, it doesn't matter. And that's because he's not the one making the trade. He doesn't have a no trade clause. So what I'm trying to get at is the Pelicans are going to do whatever is best for them. Who cares what, what AD wants? Who cares what Rich Paul wants, right? Right. So... What I'm trying to get at is if Siakam is available, this is my next point, then they should go for it, right? The value is in the eye of the billionaire beholder. 
Yeah. We value Siakam very highly, but we don't know if Dell Demps does. Dell Demps thinks Siakam is touching his this is just the tip of the iceberg with Siakam. If he feels that, you know, Lonzo Ball and Kuzma, you know, are have a lower ceiling, if he feels that, you know, Tatum's struggles are real, Dell jumps up as a front runner for for getting AD. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think it's not just about Siakam replacing the potential cuz look Lonzo Ball, Ingram, Kuzmo, all these young dudes, they have the potential, but we haven't quite seen it. If this was D'Angelo Russell, who's definitely stepped it up in in Brooklyn, you know, that'd be a different story. But we've seen Siakam, who's a front runner, like very close, not Luka Doncic level of being rookie of the year, but like very close candidate to grabbing most approved player in the bag. Like, I don't think anybody else comes close this year. So you have that youth and a guy, and you have Ibaka, who's, of course, older. Ibaka's almost unsung because do people think he's a great player? Yes. Do people bring up that he sometimes is almost averaging 20 points a game, depending on which games you combine? No, like he he's crazy good if you're paying attention to the Raptors and what he's doing every game, where it's like Kawhi might have scored the most points and done those and this, but Ibaka wasn't far behind. When you're replacing Anthony Davis with whoever you're picking you don't want just faces of a new franchise which you know of course includes younger players but you also need to bring that tenacity back because let's be honest you're going to lose a lot especially if you're getting Kuzmo and Ball and those kinds of players which might be flashy but definitely don't have the stops like an Ibaka would you know to replace what Anthony Davis has you know they're going to want to get rid of this guy for the best pieces, but not, they're not going to do it just for anybody. Yeah, I like how you brought up D'Angelo Russell too because clearly you can see that the Lakers kind of gave up on uh, Russell way too early. Like, no one really thought that he was going to be that this good in two years in, but now he's leading a team. He's like, what, averaging 24 points a game? And yeah, uh, I, the, yeah you're right. I think Kuzma, I guess you guys have convinced me that like the, the guys like Kuzma and Ball and Ingram, they're flashy, but do they have that type of potential? And if they get, and if LA gives them up for ad are you giving them up too early so yeah it's it's a very interesting topic um i think with the possibility of seeing Kawhi leonard and anthony davis don a raptor jersey to me i think that's worth it even if it gives up a lot uh in the future and you never know there's always the paul george conversation where no one thought that he was going to resign with the okc he obviously wants to play for la and clearly well, at least we all think that AD wants to play with an LA too, but who knows what Kawhi is going to do. If you win a championship or even if you go to the final round, it's going to be hard to say no to a team that brought you there, that gave you a chance. And for AD, he's never gotten close enough uh, to even the, the Western Conference final. So if a team like Toronto can give you a package deal and can also bring you to the championship game, clearly for these guys, I don't think money is the issue. It's about the situation. So... I don't think this is going to stop. This conversation is going to go on and on. I don't know. Maybe in the next couple, even before this is released, maybe AD is already gone somewhere. Hopefully, hopefully to Toronto, but we, we don't know. But before we end off this pod, let's talk about the upcoming games. We have a big one coming up. We're going to face the Bucks, And I want to mention this because Paul Jones, Jonesy, he said that Nick Nurse said he would be honored to be involved coaching the NBA All-Star game. Basically, the Raptors will need to win over the Bucks and the Clippers while Milwaukee needs to lose to the Wizards. So it's a possibility oh. that that Nick Nurse can coach the All-Star game, which would be fantastic. But first off, we're going to have to beat the Greek Freak. When is JV coming back? It's soon. 
but not soon enough. Next week soon. Damn. Okay. Uh, huh. I won't even discuss that one because I, I don't even know. Um, the Clippers, <laughs> though, we have a good chance because the Clippers have lost some really stupid games lately. Yeah, huh? they, just, so, I mean, they just lost against uh, Atlanta. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a chance that we could there. I mean, the Clippers are weird. They, they're kind of like the Utah Jazz currently where – uh, you you could argue that they have stars, but not superstars. But they kind of just do what they need to do to get by. I wouldn't say Rubio is like one of the best in the league, but when it works, it works. Lou Williams, same thing. So it's like, I don't know. I, I have a whim for that one, but the Bucks, I don't. I like. I don't even want to think about which you do because you're going to that game. I am going so. level six hundred, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this. Uh, I gotta tweet that. Like. I will. Let us know what it's like in like the minus fifty weather on the DBP. Oh yeah, I'll take a picture of when I am in there, and then I'll probably feel the freezing uh, snow from inside because I'm so high up in the stands. But yeah, I Jay, don't even know where that is. <laughs> I don't know. No, yeah, Jay, what do you think? Do you think the Bucks or the Raptors can pull off a win against the Bucks? I'm gonna hedge my bets here. Um, in my my Monday article, I did say the the Raptors would win. So here on this pod, I'm gonna say the Raptors are gonna lose. Hey, oh, hey, uh, come on! Therefore, now. I am gonna be right. Uh, one thing I did point out in my in my uh, my wrap up uh, article was that the Bucks have been the best defensive team over the last six weeks, which is crazy to think because in the first six weeks of the NBA season, they were the best offensive team. So this team is effing scary, yeah. and it's it's scary to think that that they're they are at the top on both. Like this is something that I would have thought about for the Warriors. They at one point were the best offense, and then at one point were the best defense. But no, that's the Bucks. So very scary. You know, even in my article said that the Raptors would still pull out a victory. But I'm gonna hedge my bets. I'm gonna say the Bucks pull this one out. Um, you know, they are in the middle of one of their longest road trips of the season, a five game roadie. So. They have played one game in between this three-day rest uh, that the Raptors have had. So, I mean, there are things working in the, Toronto's favor. But I'm going to go with the Bucks, and uh, and then a, a great bounce-back Clippers on Super Sunday. I know we wanted to go to uh, your sports bets, uh, Jay, uh, because it was really cool when you brought together with the, the Raptors and the Super Bowl Sunday. Well, can you give us an example? I know that we couldn't do it on this pod, but maybe we can just give a little snippet. Because Super Bowl Sunday is the most, um, I guess, the the most betting like in the history of, not the history, but like all year round, like the most gambling goes towards Super Bowl and more specifically around prop bets. Um, it just so happens that the Raptors are playing on Super Sunday, so... Uh, I decided to make some prop bets of my own. Some Let's of them, them you need to know a little bit about football, about you know the upcoming Super Bowl and a couple of the players. Some of them you don't. So in, in regards, since this is a Raptors podcast, I'll try to keep it very football light. So the one I've got is which is going to be longer, the national anthem or Malachi Richardson's playing time? Oh, that's rough. <laughs> no. I, I'm throwing a flag on the field just for that one. Jesus, <laughs> that's dude. A good one. <laughs> Okay, how about this one? How about this one? This one is uh, not going to offend anyone. Raptors uniform, is it going to match the color of the Gatorade that will be splashed on the winning head coach? Some food for thought. I've got some other, like, you know, football, more football-related ones, like Kawhi's number of points or Tom Brady's number of completed passes. So things like that you got to look out for. I'm going to post it up either on Friday or Saturday, right before Super Sunday. So, yeah, we got we got that to look out for. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait for it. But, yeah, man, so the game against the Bucks, hopefully th that's the first game I'm actually going to go to for this year. So let's go out for a win. But until then, uh, Dre, where can I find you, my friend? 
You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs or follow my new film editorial and review website, Films Fatale, F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-A-L-E.com, where I am currently ranking each and every single Academy Awards nominee, and it's taking forever, and there's too damn many, but I'm trying my best. Uh, Jay, where can we find you? I'm at Raptors HQ. Uh, just as you're finding this pod, um, just today, which is being recorded on a Wednesday, our latest roundtable came out and I answered questions such as, "Are do the Raptors have issues within the clutch? And what are some possible solutions? Or um, do we have any uh, hesitations about DeLon Wright being held out in that Houston game? So things like that. Check it out on Raptors HQ. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Rosalesaurus, R-O-S-A-L-E-S-A-U-R-U-S. How about you, Jay? You can find me on Twitter at jlone 20 You can find us on Twitter at That's A Rap Pod. And you can find this podcast on That's A Rap Podcast on all your podcatchers, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. You know, do us a favor and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us find all you Raptor fanatics. And please find us at Raptors HQ. That is our new headquarters. But until next time, boys, that's a wrap. Kevin Durant, do not go to the damn Knicks. I swear to God, don't be an idiot. Don't do that. (laughs)